What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Nationals, and thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And so yesterday, Mike Rizzo, he met with the media for kind of a little roundtable for the end of the year discussion. And so I guess they aren't really doing a postseason presser this year. I don't know. I guess that could be in the works. But he kind of dropped some bombs in that yesterday and kind of hinted towards 2023. And as well as Davey Martinez met with the media as well. And he dropped the biggest bomb, in my opinion, of 2023. I'm going to get you that right after this. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And yes, so today's show is brought to you by Simply Safe with Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe. 24-7 monitoring agents capture evidence to accurately verify a threat for faster police response. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB to learn more. So like I was saying, Davey Martinez dropped a bomb yesterday during his press conference before the doubleheader with the Mets. Uh, and that bomb was that he is not going to be changing up this coaching staff heading into 2023. And oh my gosh, oh my gosh, is he serious about this? I, I was stunned to see this, honestly. And he said this earlier in the offseason, or not in the offseason, he said this over the summer that he was not going to be making changes going into next year, but that was like in July. People were still expecting, you know, maybe they change up the third base coach with Gary DeSarcina, who hasn't been great at his job, as everyone knows. That's who he's kind of a low hanging fruit that everyone loves to pick on here around in D.C. and saying that he's, you know, he's fine, but he's nothing special, which, you know, when you're getting noticed as a third base coach and you're getting talked about, it's usually not the best thing because people aren't really talking about DeSarzina doing stuff well, you know? You never really talk about a great third base coach. It's kind of one of those things that are brought up when you're not doing a great job, and he's been brought up tons of times this season, and it's a little frustrating to say the least that he's not even going to be getting ditched in 2023 and hopefully having or maybe moving Eric Young Jr. over to third base and see what he can do over there. Uh, he's a young guy who's this first season in coaching for the Nationals, and he's done a great job over at first base. So can he do a third base role? I don't know. But something that I know a ton of Nats fans are also pretty upset about is the return of pitching coach Jim Hickey. Now, Jim Hickey has been around the MLB for a while now. He started off as Houston Astros coach back in like 2004, I believe, and then he was with the Tampa Bay Rays for about 10 years there. And then he hopped over for a quick stint with the Cubs in 2018, took a player development role for the Dodgers for 2019 as well as 2020. And then last year in 2021, he was hired to be the pitching coach for your Washington Nationals. And he has that position till this day and as well as going into next year now. And that's something that that really grinds my gears, as some would say. And I believe Peter Griffin said that one time. So. Having him stay in 
as the Nationals pitching coach heading into next season. You have all this young flooding talent that is going to come up in the majors at some point and hopefully make a difference for this team going forward. I'm I'm not feeling confident having Jim Hickey out there coaching these guys up. As of right now, the Nationals pitching staff in 2022 has not been great. And that's not a secret to anyone, really. If you're watching this team, you know this pitching staff has been one of the Achilles heels of this team this so far. That is the worst team in baseball. Again, the worst team in baseball. I can tell you right now, we've given up the most home runs in baseball by a long shot. And the season's wrapping up today. I can tell you this. No one's going to be hitting. <laughs> they're not going to hit 30 home runs today. Uh, the second place team, I'm blanking on that now, but they're not going to hit 30 home runs today to catch up to us. And Jim Hickey can't control that. He's not out there throwing the ball, but also when you're the coach, and especially when you're the pitching coach for the Nationals, we've had, we've bounced around coaches for a, a long time. This isn't new for us, but you're going to fall on the sword for this team that's not showing up and it's not pitching well, that has the third worst ERA in baseball right now as we stand here. And, I mean, who knows how bad that will get. It could even get worse from here. Could even be the second worst. Who knows? But as of right now, they're the third worst in baseball, and I expect today not to change that for the worse or better. And so I look at this team right now, and you have young guys who are going to be coming up, flooding the system, as we already stated earlier, and – I, I don't have faith in Jim Hickey being the one making the decisions on uh, whatever it may be or, or having him be in Davies ear telling him this is what I prefer compared to what someone else prefers in, the, in another organization. And so it's frustrating to say the least that he's going to be making a comeback right now. And I'm just I'm not here for that. Yeah, I don't think a lot of you are either. We've seen enough with Jim Hickey. Pitching over the last two years has been completely brutal. Right now, we stand, like I said earlier, the most home runs in baseball. In Nationals Park, it's not really a, it's not really a hitter-friendly park, but it's also not a pitcher-friendly park. We're just kind of along the middle. We kind of ride the fence of that. But this team's not good, and it hasn't been good, especially the pitching. Like I was saying earlier, it's been the Achilles hit. Achilles heel for this staff and for this team in 2022 and as well as last year in 2021 you have a young guy with Josiah Gray he's starting opening day for your first for his first I mean, he wasn't starting opening day but he was on the roster for opening day it's his first full season we needed to see the growth as we traded away Max Scherzer and Trey Turner for him and Bear Ruiz and Josiah Gray just kind of was flat this year he had some ups, but he also had a lot of downs. And those downs allowed him to lead the majors in home runs this year, giving up. And he wasn't thrilled with his performance. I can tell you that right now, as someone who's as competitive as he is and who wants to win day in and day out, this is something that he's frustrated with as well. Now, I'd be interested to see what they would say off the record about Jim Hickey. That's something that I don't know, and that's something that the public doesn't know, but we all kind of see the writing on the wall with Jim Hickey. He, he just, he's not it anymore. There needs to be change. We need to see pitchers develop. We need to see Eric Fetty take that next step. We need to see Josiah Gray, like I said, take that next step. And these younger guys coming up, I want to see them improve and continue to improve. So, again, seeing him return is just kind of like, you know, here we go again. 
what's going to be different? Jim Hickey's not going to change his philosophy. He, he's someone who's older now. He, he's not going to come in and be like, oh, I figured something out different this year. This is how we're going to do it. This is whatever that may be. This approach will be different this year because I know the last two years it hasn't worked out that way. And he's not going to do that. That's just not what coaches do. They get hired based on their philosophy. You're hiring Jim Hickey for Jim Hickey's philosophy in that field that he's coaching, which in this situation is the pitching coach. And it's not good, especially when you have a rebuilding team. I want to see someone in here new that's fresh. And I think with new ownership coming in town, who knows if that changes everything with the plans for Mike Rizzo and Davey Martinez and his staff, that could just, you could, they could be canned by November for all we know. If new ownership comes in that quick, they get processed that quickly and they just come in and throw everything off the ship. And that's just what they do. But at this point, it's kind of doubtful for that. And I'm just kind of frustrated that the fact that we're going to be going through the same issues in 2022 as we will be in 2023. And however many years that comes up with, because at this point with Davey Martinez, I don't know if he's even the guy for the future as well. Had an amazing 2019 run with us. He was awesome. Everyone loved him. He's a, he's a DC legend, but a big problem of this staff and this team right now is developing players who are in the majors already. And that's just something we haven't done. And I don't know if that's going to change. It better change. I can tell you that right now because you have all these young guys. This is what you tank for. This is what you stink for to have these younger guys come in the majors and make a difference right away. So I don't know how that will affect it at all, but we'll see with that. It's a little tricky. No one's going to love it. I'm not loving this right now. I was expecting some changes. You need to be, there needs to be a message sent to the fans and not only the fans to the players as well that, yeah, this 2022 season was not acceptable. Leading the majors and losses should never be acceptable. And there should be some changes going forward to assure us that that's not going to happen again. Because really, this team obviously was a bad, brutal team to watch, but they shouldn't have lost as many games as they had. I mean, it's the pitching was terrible. Like we said, it was the Achilles heel of our season. Look at the numbers. They're not going to lie to you. It hasn't been good, and it hasn't been good for a while now. So it's, like I said, it's frustrating. Will it happen? Will it change? I don't know. I'm not here for that. Hopefully, new ownership comes in, and they make the change that we all need to see. But before we get into Mike Rizzo and what he was dropping today with the media, First off, I'd just like to give you a, sh a shout out to my friend Simply Safe. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your, sif your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because I use Simply Safe in my own home. They protect you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. And here's why I love it. Let's say, you know, if you're like me, you're always out on the road. You're always somewhere else and you're never really home. So that's why I have Simply Safe and I can check on my home security at all times of the day and wherever I am on the road. They're amazing. The app works smoothly. It's real easy to use and it's something that you can grasp within a matter of minutes. So additional, 
With 24-7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're home, even if you're not home or can't be reached. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and outside your home, smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that don't that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Our monitoring experts use proprietary advanced response technology to visually confirm when a break-in is real so you can get the highest priority police dispatch. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right. So let's get into what Mike Rizzo said yesterday with the media. So he did his 20 minute kind of wrap up with the media and, you know, just kind of gave some news and notes. It wasn't nothing crazy. I said a bombshell was dropped, but it wasn't really. If you're following the team like I think you are, then you probably already know this, but he basically just admitted in his wrap-up yesterday that our million-dollar man, the highest-paid player on this team, and one of the highest-paid players per year in the major league system here, and the MLB, he admitted that Steven Strasburg's status is a quote-unquote mystery heading into next year. And Jesse Doherty had a story on this uh, a couple of weeks ago, I believe, and, and Steven Strasburg, if you know him, He's not really the friendliest with media. He doesn't really care about what you have to say about him or what you're going to write with him. But he met with Jesse Doherty, or I don't know if they met or if they just talked in the locker room. But he said it himself that he doesn't really know what's going to be next for him at this point. And with the, with the thoracic outlet syndrome, he doesn't know what it is no doctors don't really know what it is so it's kind of a confusing situation to where like no one knows what's going to happen it it just it's his body it's it's what what he feels when he wakes up in the morning what he feels after the day after he pitches or throws a bullpen in his shoulder or his neck wherever it may be in his ribs even so that's something to keep an eye on as well because we need steven strasberg if you're going to be paying someone that much money and he's just going to be at home, then yeah, it's no good. And it's going to be killing this team as we know, like it's killed us all year. We haven't been able to spend the money that we probably could have if we didn't sign him to the deal that we did back in the off season after we won the world series and he won a world series MVP again. Thank you for that. We're all thankful for you, Steven Strasburg. We love you. You're a DC legend already, but it's right now he's really holding this team back. And that's the frustrating part to where, you know, what are you going to do? Because we're paying him to be a top of the top of the line starter. And he's just can't be out there right now. So what's the next step for him? So Rizzo admitting that, and I touched on this yesterday to where this organization has never really been upfront with us with injuries. And I think that's the phrase that, really kind of sticks with it is that they never they never really they're not going to give you too much and you know that and so the fact that Mike Rizzo is saying that Steven Strasburg is a mystery heading into 2023 oh my god 
sound the alarms because they're telling you right now, they're telling you what to expect and what to expect is, I don't know, man. I don't know. That that's it. He doesn't know. Steven Strasburg doesn't know. Doctors don't know. Surgeons don't know. Davey doesn't know. No one knows. His shoulder doesn't know. No one knows. And that's the most frustrating part for Steven as well as the fans and, and the coaching staff and the players along with him. That no one really knows what to expect heading to 2023 with Steven Strasburg. Because I can tell you this right now. If Strasburg's healthy, he's going to be an opening day starter no matter what. If he's healthy and had a full offseason of reps, bullpens, and a spring training to ramp up, because we know he he loves his time to ramp up in, in spring training. So that'll be something to watch and to monitor. But again, just back to it, I'm, I'm stunned we're at this point where they're just being blatantly honest with us and just telling us, yeah, like we don't know if he's going to be here next year. We don't know if he's going to be perfectly fine. We don't know if he's still going to be on the I.L., we don't know if he's going to retire at this point. Who knows? He's older. He's accomplished a lot in his career. Does he want to walk away? I don't know. And that's something that they're going to look at heavy this offseason because I can tell you this, they're not going to agree to a buyout at this point uh, <laughs> with Strasburg. And if I was him too, I wouldn't either. I mean, if you're getting paid that much money, yeah, <laughs> I would say, yeah, I'm going I'm to keep on giving this a try and uh, try to get out there at some point for next season. But Another big point that he made is that he expects Carter Keebum to be competing for the third base job next spring. You know, a lot of people have already bagged Carter Keebum, who is uh, once a former first round pick and or not a four. He is a first round pick. And, you know, he just hasn't really panned out to what we wanted him to be. And obviously that's to no fault besides whoever you want to stick that on. But at this point, I'm just... With Carter Keyboom, it's we have guys that we've kind of already moved on with the future for. We're not, if you look at the way that this team has drafted in the last two years, I don't think we're really planning on uh, on Carter Keyboom to make, you know, the biggest strides and become a future piece for this team. Maybe he can come off the bench and, you know, play a little utility infield and play third base, second base, and shortstop when days that you need them, and hopefully you can provide a little power off the bench every now and then. But it's the writings on the wall for him as well. But I think he's going to enter spring training as probably this, you're going to put him in pencil, so it's something that you could erase someday. But I think you put him in a pencil that he's going to be the opening day third base, third baseman. And I don't know. Maybe that's a little, little uh, what's the word for that? I think it could be a little aggressive if you're thinking that and if you're going to be expecting him to be the starting third baseman of this roster who's had Tommy John surgery over the offseason. Like, I'm just not banking on that. And besides that, I just haven't seen it from him. He's had the opportunity. He's had three years in the major leagues that, you know, he had 2020 to where it was like, I get it. That was a COVID shortened season. He only played in 33 games that year and only had around 99 to 100 at bats. So that's something to where I'm just, just if if you're gonna be here, I want you to be here and and be successful at it. You know, I'm not wasting time anymore on some of these younger guys to where maybe we could spend a little in free agency to fill our third base hole, but rather we're waiting for Carter Keebum to see if he's still got it. 
and we invested a lot. He was a first round pick at a high school. And at the time when we drafted him, we had Anthony Rendon in front of him. We didn't really need him to develop that the way we need him to develop now. And especially since we lost Rendon in 2019, he's someone that was a first round pick. He was the 28th overall pick in the, I believe it was ah, the 2016 draft. And it's just, we haven't seen it yet. He had good years in the minors. He, he's still young. He's only 25 years old. He's, he's definitely got time to develop into maybe something that we thought he would be at some point, which is a plus bat with an average glove. Who's, going to be hitting fifth in your lineup for the next 10 years. That's kind of what we drafted him to be. And if you don't believe that, just ask Mike Rizzo. They were high on this kid coming in. And so now he's going to have the opportunity in spring training to run with this and, you know, hopefully make the best out of it. Because at this point, I haven't seen it from him. And I don't know if I'm going to see it from him going forward because he's got to prove himself. It's now or never for Carter Keebo. And at this point, it's just like, nah, like, I think we're going to move on eventually from him. But the, the time to develop is now, Carter. This offseason, obvious, or this 2022 season, obviously, was out of your control. You had Tommy John surgery, but the time is now, man. You got to show something this winter in, in spring trading next year because you're not going to be cut and you're not going to start the year in AAA. This is a rebuilding team. You're on the roster no matter what. You have the opportunity right in front of you to take it and run with it, depending on what we do in free agency. But I, I don't expect us to spend big on anyone that's going to be like, yep, that's our third baseman moving forward. Or, yep, this guy is better than Carter Kibu. I just don't see it right now at the learners getting ready to sell. Mike Rizzo's futures in limbo as well as Davey Martinez. I don't see them making some big splash move. We just don't really have the money for it right now. And then also, yesterday's show, of course, I hit on it. Is Patrick Corbin going to be in the rotation for 2023? Well, yeah. Let's. Mike Rizzo didn't allow that episode to run while he was out for, what, eight hours until he said, Patrick Corbin will be part of the starting rotation in 2023. And wow. I mean, just wow. He is, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I got into it yesterday with the whole contract and everything. I still say what I, I still meant what I said, meaning that I would still sign him again. He meant so much to this team in 2019, but oh my God. He could have been the worst starting pitcher in baseball over the last two years. In fact, I'd be shocked if someone were to pull up the numbers and have someone who is worse over the, the two seasons combined. I just, I don't see it happen. And I don't think you should be, I just, I don't know where to go with Patrick Corbin. And I, I can't even talk about it because there's not much to say positively about this guy anymore or not about the guy, but about the player. Patrick Corbin as a person, I've heard nothing wrong with him. All I've heard is great things. I know he's been on the Grant and Danny show on one Oh six, seven. And so he's always been awesome doing interviews and uh, he's got a nice little sense of humor too. I've heard. So I'm always rooting for him and hoping for a bounce back, but Oh my God, to say in October of 2022, that yes, the worst starting pitcher in baseball will be on in this rotation in 2023 is like either that's like an SOS call for help or that's like a, yeah, we got nothing else at this point. Okay. I mean, I guess, I guess we have nothing else. I mean, I've seen a couple of guys like Evan Lee, 
Uh, Jackson Tetro, who could be replacing him at some point. Uh, Mackenzie Gore is going to be starting next year on the Nationals roster, most likely. So hopefully they just move Corbin to the bullpen eventually, because having him in the way of younger guys getting reps in the majors is pointless. And I just I, I just can't stand for that at this point for a rebuilding team. I need to see something from them, and I just haven't seen that just yet. So, but also, Mike Rizzo addressed the ownership situation, and he just kind of said he's waiting for the quote-unquote parameters from ownership. So, I mean, he he knows something. He know he who knows if he actually knows who's going to be buying the team at this point. I'm sure it's going to be. We'll definitely hear news of it, I think, within the next few weeks on maybe potentially who it is. But, again, this is something to where the learners, they haven't really said that they will sell, but it definitely sounds like they are going to sell. Uh, they could just be taking another partner to help with cash flow or whatever that may be. And so that's that's something going into the offseason, like to kind of put a bow on this episode that – if we get new ownership by the time free agency rolls around and they're like, yeah, we're going to start clean and we're going to clean house and hire a new president, a new GM, and as well as a new manager to lead this team in a 2023 and beyond into what they want and what they want to see out of those guys filling those roles. So I just, I don't know where we go from it from here because it's tough to project, to project what you don't already know. And so that's what we don't know at this point is who's going to be the owner. How much money do they have? Do they want to win now or or do they want to play this rebuild out? Do they want to tank? What do they want to do? What's their method to win? Do they want to buy in free agency or do they want to kind of, you know, maybe money ball it like the A's and just roll the dice on prospects, making trades, kind of like what we did with Juan Soto last year and Josh Bell trading some big pieces and get some prospects that will help us in the future. Who knows? Everyone has a different way to cook their meat. And so I think that'll be an interesting storyline heading into this off season to where, what will the new ownership do? Or will we even have new ownership or we just have new partners at this point to help the learners out with the cash flow issues that they've seemed to had over the last few years since we won in 2019. So it, it's going to be something to where, you just got to keep your eye out for it, and hopefully they can get it right with selling the team to someone who's going <laughs> to dump money into the organization and going to want to spend in free agency because I can tell you this, I don't want to be the Oakland A's. I, I don't want to be a team that's just going to be tanking every year, selling away their their stars to get some minor prospects to where it's like, yeah, you, these guys could be something. It's a lottery ticket. They could turn into something down the road to where you're helping your team win, when that time comes, but it's just something that I don't like to bank on. And I don't think anyone should too. It's just, it's not a fun product. All right, guys. So I just like to thank you guys for making locked on nationals. Your first listen today, but now make your second listen, the locked on MLB podcast, MLB expert, Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league wide pod, daily league wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Today was a fun show because you know 
there was a lot of news coming out of that Mike Rizzo presser today, as well as Davey Martinez. They addressed a lot of the future and um, the coaching changes, just something that we thought would happen is not going to happen. And that's frustrating. And I know a lot of you, this will resonate with you because it's something that you want to see happen and you want to see changes going forward to put this team in the best position to win. And it's tough to see right now with Jim Hickey, Darnell Coles returning as hitting coach, and as well as Davey Martinez returning as manager. But we just need to see results at some point, and we haven't seen enough in this season to where we're like, we're not satisfied. And that's something that I want to be satisfied with and leave a good Yelp review for these guys going forward. All right, guys, you have a good one, all right? And we'll talk to you tomorrow, hopefully with the win under our belt. We'll see. Have a good night, guys.